Welcome back to the San Dimas School of Film. Rachel! <laughs> 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 I was not expecting that. Oh, jeez. Oh, what an intro. That's going to be really out of context, too. And uh, we're glad to wake everybody up. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, so, where was I? So, what? <laughs> Welcome back, I think, is where yes. we were. <laughs> so, Sandy School Film is who we are, and we talk about films and all sorts of little nitty gritties, and we've got, you know, our tech. <laughs> people in with us on a constant basis that give us all the little tidbits on uh, what am I doing? I don't anyway, know. <laughs> so this is by far the most rambly intro you've done so far. Oh yeah, okay. Right. I'm enjoying it. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's like watching a car crash. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's getting bad, but you can't look away. So my so my name is Tim. Uh, we have Al. Hi. We have Brad. Bon Jovi. And we have Julian. Uru. Excellent. So, last week, last week, last episode, we did Top Gun. Um, and this episode, I got to pick, and we're doing a bit of a bit of a horror, a bit of a bit of a. I don't know. Someone a, mentioned. A, a gothic thriller. Gothic? Gothic? Okay. Yeah. Uh, 1994's Interview with the Vampire. That's two Ooh. times Tommy. So, yeah, back to back, back Tommy to back T. Tommy. Tommy C <laughs> is just prevalent at the moment. So. Uh, I'd like, straight off the bat. Yep. Tom Cruise is known for his running in films. Doesn't run in either of these films. Either like mm. as in mm. oh, last episode, Top Top Gun. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Just trying to think back on that. Yeah. I'm, I'm rewatching the, the whole the, movie. In my head, the the, the mm. thing is, he doesn't need to run in this one because he has abilities uh, beyond running. Beyond. We'll, well get to that. We'll sorry, get to that. Sorry. We'll get to that. Good point. Good point. It, the year is 1994. Brad is how old is Brad at 1994? 18. Whoa, no. you're old. Well, I turned 18 old in December, yeah, yeah. so I was 17. And based on that, so quite an inf- informative part of your life. We've had a 94, haven't we? I feel like we're speed. Yeah, speed was speed. Oh, sure. Because you. Well, this happened. This happened back last back, episode. Didn't back, it? back to back, Tommy C in back to back. Back to back, not knowing same what days. we've done before. What is Whoa. going on? Anyway, yeah, who's I, running? I, that I reckon I could almost do this. You finish your twelve. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hang whoa. on. Sorry, it sorry. is now time for history with Brad. Brad. There, I got, took it up and knocked it up an octave for you. Cool. <laughs> so, what happened in '94? Al? What did I do? Are you finished your twelve. Yeah. Uh, speed came out. Yeah. Nice. Uh, it's not my sequel. Which man, I don't which know. <laughs> which was the sequel to Point Break? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Good point. No. Nah, Come um, on. There was an album released. Oh, Smash! Oh, there we go. Thank uh, you. Very much. Back. <laughs> I'm back. All right. All right. So '94. Um, what are we doing? Interview with the vampire. Okay, um, <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh at this because it was kind of terrible, but it's also kind of funny at the same time. So, Jesus. Tonya Harding uh, <laughs> had her uh, world champion uh, status taken off her because she beat the shit out of her... Uh, uh, I won't say teammate I'll say opponent, uh, opponent nemesis a, nemesis good word yeah that's one we'll <laughs> nemesis with a baseball bat and ended uh, a, Nancy, um, Kerrigan. a Nancy Kerrigan's uh, ice skating career and in turn ended her own um, yes. I just heard Margot Robbie is on to, to play Tonya Harding I think I read that somewhere too yeah, yeah. Tonya Harding yeah. Okay, cool. Wow. But, so, uh, yeah, interesting uh, way to that was get back at someone. Yeah, I know. Seoul? Seoul Winter Games? Sure. It's, it's a Winter Olympics and we live in Nagano. Australia. Nagano. Yeah, would have been. Because we had yeah. Nagano 94 on, oh, 64. on 64. How good was that game? That was <laughs> well, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> good. Oh. It, well, it's a lot like Top Gun. It's terrible, but that's what makes it good. Yeah. It was pretty bad. It was. Yeah. It, we played it quite a lot, though, so... Yeah. You know, the ice skate, the speed skating was the only one I was good at because yeah. it was just like left, right, left, right. Left, <laughs> oh, right. The, we couldn't get the combinations. The, the natural winter ones. Olympic sports of Australia. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was going to say it's the uh, Winter Olympics, so and we live in Australia. Who, so who cares? Yeah. Um, anyway, um, Nelson Mandela became the president of South Africa. Um, the Channel Tunnel opened. <laughs> OJ Simpson uh, went a little bit of a travel in a Bronco oh, at yeah, high speeds down it. the wrong yeah. side of roads and yeah, and uh, kind of ended his career. Yeah, but started the whole Kardashian thing, so you know we can blame him for them. Really? Well, yeah. So Johnny Cochran's explain. Johnny Cochran's right hand man, yeah. like so the guy that actually probably did all the work yeah. was uh, Kim Kardashian's dad. Oh, right. Uh-huh. So not the what's his name? That's now a what's her name? Not him. What? This is her, the most confusing thing I've ever heard. So not Bruce, Bruce Jenner, who's now whatever Jenner. That's Jenner, not her. Jenner. 
Who, right. who cares? It's a fucking Kardashian. Uh, <laughs> you brought it up, <laughs> man. Sorry, I'm yeah. Yeah. All right. um, <laughs> oh, the Major League Baseball players went on a 232-day strike, wow. which basically ended the 1994 baseball season. Because oh, wow. uh, mm. it's hard to have a season when no it's players are there. Huh. Um, what else? Oh, on a tragic thing, my childhood uh, hero passed away. Uh, so Ayrton Senna was killed in a yeah. car accident at, uh, in Imola. And uh, I still remember sitting at my desk... See, I, I say Imola. Imola. Oh. Do you Whatever. say Coupe or Coupe? Uh, <laughs> bit of both. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, you call yourself a car guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, um, the IRA decided that enough was enough and sort of pulled out all their uh, their armaments out of Ireland. Um, oh, there was a big Ebola breakout for the first time in uh, in the Congo. So the first time you probably heard of Ebola. Hmm. Um, I should really write in English. Um, <laughs> can't read your own writing. No, can't read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, attempt. Oh, there we go. Brilliant. Speaking of train wrecks, just quietly. <laughs> yeah. We're off to a great start. This is episode. episodes off the rails. Right. <laughs> the amount of people that would have tuned out by now. Yeah, all right. Thank Java, you. For, thank you for staying with us. Java was uh, invented. And it's been trying to update ever since. <laughs> uh, top films of that year. So. The, the country or the... Was, uh, the, the program, Java. Oh, right, the program, Java, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, 1994. It's not a country. Trying to update Oh, that was good, Brad. I, good. That's, strong, your, that's your finest finish. work. Yeah, yeah strong finish, finish, wink. Hang on, hang on. All right, so 1994. Huge, huge year for films. So, I'll just read out a few oh. of the top ones. Pulp Fiction. Speed. Shawshank. Forrest Gump. Lion King. True Lies, Dumb and oh, Dumber, that's right. I remember The this. Mask, Pulp Fiction. And Forrest Gump won the Oscar. Pulp, he said Pulp Fiction twice. Pulp Fiction, well, that's how good it was. was it? That's a fair call. <laughs> um, where was I? Four Weddings and a Funeral, Muriel's Wedding, Clear and Present Danger. Uh, the Oscar speed. went to... Oh, Forrest and Gump. Speed, sorry. Well, no, no. So the Oscar from the year before mm. went to Schindler's List. Mm. Uh, mm. Haven't seen it. Um, not one of those films that I'd probably say, oh, I really need to see this. I kind of... I don't know, weird. Mm. Um, but the films it was up against were The Fugitive, The Piano, In the Name of the Father, and uh, another one where I should have probably written in English and not so fast. Um, the actors, uh, Holly Hunter for The Piano, won Best Actor, and Tom Hanks for uh, Philadelphia. Mm. Oh, nice. Nice. Sorry. Also <laughs> see episode three, Speed, if you want... The same Act, actual as that. <laughs> yeah, full rundown, yeah, yeah. but more coherent. Yeah, yeah. We more, think. More writing We're English. not 100%. It could have been one of the hungover days. I don't know. Oh, back yeah. then it was. It was definitely. It was almost a prerequisite back then. As you take a swig of beer. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get, let's get into this, guys. Now, this was your choice, Timmy, but you've yes. read the book. So I'm, a, I'm really curious. I'm a big fan of the book. Correct. I'm, I'm excited. Well, I would say excited. I'm, I'm curious to know... Um, the differences between a film, because I one thing I feel about this movie is there's a whole lot of information in the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, that doesn't make the movie that would be in the book. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? It's so long. Really? It, it was, was a long it was movie. Two, but two and fifteen, just over two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of. I decided um, at uh, about I think it was quarter to ten last night that I went, oh shit, better watch his film. Yeah. And uh, then <laughs> me too. <laughs> and, and then <laughs> as I was sitting there, well past twelve o'clock, going, I really died. <laughs> 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 I went. This is a really long film. It, it, yeah, look, it is. It is. And I, I've read the book a couple of times, and I read the book before seeing the film for this. So I'm a big fan of the book. Had so you, was this? Sorry, Jules. Was this the first time you watched the film? Yeah, that's not for this show. No, no, no. No, no okay. I've seen the film a few times. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, currently on Netflix. Netflix, if you're out there. Um, Ooh, that's how I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> Streamed it on Netflix. So, yeah, Netflix, Netflix, if you're interested in a bit, of, a, yeah, bit of shameless plugging. Just a click of the button. Sandemusfilm at gmail.com. Yeah, Thanks, help, help Netflix. Help out the little guy. Anyway, um, so obviously... Uh, is this because... Uh, so great, so great, great storage. <laughs> so great, so great, great storage yeah, solutions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's... <laughs> He's currently boxed up with work at the moment. Oh! Um, so, yeah. So, look. I mean, this this film is is based around um, Louis Point du Lac, which is Brad Pitt's character, um, and it's well, it's essentially just his journey through dealing with um, being immortal, essentially. Um, 
So, well, look, I'm a big fan of this. And, mm. and as I said um, last episode when I requested, well, when I said that we were going to do it, that I was, a, I was a bit worried about, you know, whether or not this is going to be another shall not be named. Revolver. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and, and I'm really interested to hear the opinions because obviously I came straight from the book to the film, so I don't know what it's like to watch this without all the extra information, I suppose, that I know about it. Yeah, that's um, see, that's where I reckon, you know, the, I enjoyed the film, but I reckon there was like, there's heaps of information. I reckon I'm like I now I know he uh, what's what's the I'm just gonna um, yeah call him Brad Pitt because like whatever he's real Louis name is. Louis Louis thank you. Uh, obviously, he's looking for information as well throughout the film. You know, mm-hmm. like um, you know, he's looking for answers. But yeah, it just felt to me like it was one of those movies that just seemed to be missing a lot that I reckon you would absolutely pick yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, look, the, so the film is obviously, he's he's this kind of, he's lost a bit of lust for life and, and he's been kind of watched by this vampire called Lestat. Mm. And Lestat has been watching for a while and decides to turn him into a vampire. In the book, he's kind of, the issue in the book is that he's, he's more in grief over the death of his brother because his brother becomes really religious and... Um, Louis doesn't really believe in all the stuff that he's seeing and all this sort of stuff and, mm. and his brother actually falls down the stairs at the plantation and breaks his neck and dies mm. and Louis can't get out of his grief for his brother mm. and that is what attra- it's kind of what the force or it's kind of what attracts Lestat to him and Lestat promises him this extra this immortality and all, all sort right. of stuff so, so that's in the like movie the original they, in the emo. movie they're saying that uh he's he's lost his wife and child mm. yeah and they don't mention a brother at all no so yeah so it's in the book it's about his brother mostly okay. yeah so it's him making the transition from an emo kid to a vamp kid yes yeah, so, well <laughs> yeah i mean look he's the, he's he's running his plantation and that mm. sort of thing and um and so lestat is obviously looking for a partner to in crime, so, well, not in crime, but a partner to to spend Companion. his life with. Correct. Um, it's crime. He murders people. Yeah, I, I, and he does. Um, <laughs> and obviously, that's one of the major themes, isn't it? In terms of you know, because Louis doesn't want to. He doesn't. That's the part of it that he just can't get his. He can't get. To See, come I to had with. early on. I had troubles with this because Lestat goes through it all, and he gives him the choice, and he's like, "This is what's going to happen." Yeah. And watch your last sunrise, enjoy the light for the last time. Like, yeah. there's plenty of time, mm. you know, and Louis's done with life. He's like, I, I prayed for death and I couldn't wait for it. And, mm. and then it felt like he switched really quickly to like, oh, I want this, but I don't want to kill. Yeah. Like, so, the, yeah. yeah. And I the interesting like, well, hang yeah. on, man, you signed up. So, the interesting thing is when he becomes a vampire, he's got. It's they call it. It's like a vampire sense, or where he sees everything really differently, and so becoming a vampire, he actually sees the the beauty and everything in life, and like he has this whole new perspective on life. And they talk about that eyes. a little bit. Yeah, yeah they don't touch on it a whole yeah, lot. Very With little statue. Yeah, but yeah. the you know he he's he's so overcome with the beauty of the world and everything that when it comes to killing, he's repulsed by it. Right. When it when it actually comes down to it, so it's not something that he probably would have cared about prior to, but it's something that he's developed as a vampire. That, that seems like something that could have been like a lot of people will be asking of that in the movie, mm. um, and it seems like that's something that like one sentence could have summed that up, and mm. everyone would have gone, "Oh, okay, that's why he doesn't." Yeah. Want to do yeah. it. it seems like they left that out and left that up to people going, "Oh, well, why doesn't he want to kill? Yeah, you know, why does he only eat rats and chickens?" And- mm. See, I had a hard time figuring out where he'd gone because I know he was eating the rats for a while there. But does he... I don't know if I missed it. Maybe there was a line that I missed. But uh, when when they finally pick up... Um, what's her name? Claudia. Claudia. Like, is he eating people? Is he feeding on people at that point? Or is he still eating rats? Or Because yeah, so he says to her, he's like, oh, you know, oh, eating rats is not too nice. Without this turning into a big Q&A session. I, I, well, I mean, you're, <laughs> you're the resident expert here. So, yeah. So, basically, he's in he's in such a state that he he loses it and decides to prey on a on a girl. Yeah? Yep. Yeah. And, the, in the but, situation, seems like that he sort of almost feels like he's taking her out of her misery because she's probably going to die of the plague anyway. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, so, and yeah. she's already lost her mother and all this sort yeah, of thing. So he's hastening up the... Correct, but halfway through it, he 
he backs out before she dies kind of thing and leaves her, really. And then mm. obviously that's where Lestat, Lestat comes, comes in. in. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's interesting, in the book, she's actually only five years old, so yeah, she's really I, young. I heard that, yeah. yeah. So she's like really young, um, which obviously plays a lot more in terms of her immortality and her mind. It's messed up. Like yeah. I've got a four-year-old and that's messed up. Yeah. That, that concept. Yeah. yeah. And so I think, I oh, don't know, in this movie she would have been, what, nine or ten maybe? She like, was 12. 12, okay. Yeah. Um, well... Uh, uh, I imagine they would have like yeah. if let's say she was twelve. It's it's a lot easier to get a twelve year old to act like a you know a thirty year old adult oh, of than yeah. a five year old. Yeah. I've got to say that'd be a pain in the ass. That watching this because I've seen this movie a few times yeah. and I quite like this film. I think it's it's all right. It's, yeah. it's very watchable. It's very interesting. It's it's a different take on the whole vampire sort of thing, or especially what we've been have you know shoved down our throat over the last probably mm. ten years of vampire films. Yeah. Um, she's by far. The best actor in this film. She is. She is. Oh, she's, unbelievable. She is unbelievable. She is so good. Just the, like, especially the, the like the real angry scenes. It's so believable, and yeah. she's and you get the, the scene where she cuts her hair. Is, yeah. Oh. Um, but it's it's great just watching it, and you're sitting there going, "This is like she's so young. She's such a good actress, and they've got these other two massive names of of people." And she just destroys both of them yeah. as far as acting ability goes. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And it's really sad because it seems like later on in her career, she never lived up to that again. Not that I've seen much that she's yeah, in. I don't know. I've, she, I've, uh, what I've is always it? Virgin Diaries and stuff. Yeah. Virgin Diaries, she was pretty good, I suppose, in that and things. But this is this is by far her best. She's work. certainly yeah. not the worst part of the Spider-Man films. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> the story was the Eternal worst part Sunshine. Of the she's a bit. She's not too bad. Oh uh, yeah, no, she's, she's pretty good. She's in there. I forgot she was in there. Nah, she. Bloody for she pardon, does nail it. Yeah. Pardon the pun, mm. she bloody killed it in this film. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, By far the best part of this film. Yeah, and I love I love that whole part of it because it's this whole thing about well they create basically the stat creates her to keep Louis with him essentially yeah. Yeah. as a as a blackmail to oh here you've got someone to look after, um, but he's also condemning this girl to yeah. uh, an eternity of being trapped in this five year old's body basically, mm. um, but. Um, but yeah, like I, I love, like I, I'm a big fan of this whole universe. Like Anne Rice, who who writes the novel, she's got it's called the Vampire Chronicles. There's God knows how many books there are now, mm. um, and they're all intertwined in terms of all the characters. So Armand, who's Antonio Banderas, yeah. comes in and out through a lot of them, and and obviously there's a lot more in terms of Lestat and that sort of thing. Because um, he's because the sequel to this film was filmed in Melbourne. Oh, well, they, the they, they call it, so the, the Queen of the Dam is a third book, mm-hmm. um, and I think they took they took parts from the Vampire Lestat, which is the second book. Because it's not Queen Tom Cruise playing Lestat. It's no, it's else. it's some dude. It's it's someone Townsend. Townsend Michael Townsend. Michael Townsend. Michael Townsend. Mm. Um, and it has what's her name from the girl, the lady who died from TLC. No. Oh no. yeah, no, yeah. She uh, she uh, died uh, in a plane crash. Uh, uh, Ayla or Alia or something. Or someone? Yeah, yeah. She's like the main. She's oh, she's the, main the she's guy. the Egyptian. The band TLC. Goddess. Yeah, yeah. I think is that right? Yeah, no, no. That is yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we won't talk about that. That was. Anyway. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's. Rubbish. I remember it being they. There was a casting call out for all the goths in Melbourne to go down to the 21st century nightclub <sighs> in Frankston. Wow. The, the 20 worst. With the twenty worst century with, with the revolving, with the revolving dance, dance floor. floor. That's right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow, man. <laughs> so that's good. a dark. That's a dark part of our past. I was about to say, guys, <laughs> we didn't go to the casting call. Which scar band did oh, you, you guys just, just, just like to hang out? No, it was Frank's mate. There was no scar bands, just yeah. scars. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I liked um, in the opening sequences of this film. Obviously, it's in San Francisco, but within the first like uh, twenty seconds, and it's it's doing the whole shot coming down into the city, and I was like. Man, am I watching Highlander again? Like it's it looked <laughs> it, like it had that real yeah. scungy, but it's obviously it's set in San Francisco, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, this is uh, not painting a good picture for America here, but like you know, it's the the scunginess of the Highlander, New York, and the mm-hmm. scunginess of the San Francisco um, was uh, yeah, it was just I was like, wow, this is like watching the same thing, but I really well, that's the thing. Is it in San Fran? It is in San Fran, yeah. Because that go first the, scene, or is, yeah, he, it goes is over, he across a bridge on the other side? What's on the other side of San Fran? What's over the bridge? Oh. 
Oh uh, no, he's in San Fran because he's, he's near right. the the he's famous pier there. Um, oh, I can't remember what it's called, but there's all, uh, all along the, the docks one, there. One of the seals and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all it's really famous, but um, cause, and they're just there. Like San Francisco is a really nice city, but they man, they make it look bad. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's it's weird. Um, because like I've been to San Fran. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful it's, place. It's, it's beautiful. The whole place is beautiful because it's not very big. It's actually quite small. Yeah. Um, but. When you go across, so not the Golden Gate, you go across the other bridge and you end up in... Alameda. The Bay Bridge. Yeah, the Bay Bridge is yeah. in Orlando? No? No. I don't know. I don't know. Everyone in San Francisco says, don't go over there, basically. <laughs> All of our <laughs> San Francisco river, listeners, if you could yeah. write in, San Francisco's yeah. <laughs> film at... Is that, isn't uh, there, isn't there, there's a big redwood forest over the, the other side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, like, there's a lot of forests around <laughs> so there. So says your knowledge from Battle or Planet of the Apes. No, no, <laughs> no. I think there is. There's a lot of forests around there. I'm sure of it. Yeah. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure there is. Anyway, not important. Moving there's one on. really funny bit in that scene though that you're talking about because I was watching it last night and I'm going, okay, let's let's see what's going on here. And the cameras, you know, doing the pan down and yeah. everyone's just walking past and just you're sort of you know not noticing the camera until just before it goes up and you see Louis in the shot and there's one guy that's walking past and turns around and goes, hey. <laughs> <laughs> just as the camera turns up, no. oh, it's always that one guy. Oh my god, he seriously totally He's seen see the that. camera yeah. and just going, What's that? It's like they all would have been so told good. just walk past and just act normal. And this one guy turns around and is like staring into the camera going, hey. That's awesome. I went, Oh, you loser. Uh, but I, <laughs> I liked, sorry, I like the, the, the opening sequence because it kind of gives you, know, it's like, it's the storytelling. Uh, like the, I literally, I wrote a note that says, This movie is. Uh, Highlander meets the Princess Bride. <laughs> like, you know, so I'm like, it's a story, a fairy tale about these guys, but it's in Skunji. I'm like, okay, so that's what it's I like. Very, about it. I found it very. It definitely felt like a precursor to Twilight. Not that I've seen or know anything detailed about Twilight. But you get, you get the it idea. Had that about like, it. Uh, just sort of over dramatic. Mm. Sense to the whole thing, well, particularly yeah. when we got to like Armand and Armand. Yeah, like, they're really playing very on the, uh, theatrical. Yeah, they're playing like, on the romance of the whole vampire sort of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's like very homoerotic themes. Yeah. anyway, throughout which goes on to our last film. Yeah, it does a bit. <laughs> I was going to say because when it, you no when volleyball, you chose, though. yeah, when Sorry? you chose Highlander, no it was, volleyball, um, no shirtless volleyball. You said you said um, Top Gun was like the most homoerotic film ever until I was watching this unintentionally. Un- oh, ah, okay, unintentionally, <laughs> unintentionally. Okay. And, and and in this, it's like that. There's this love for they like Louis gets infatuated with Armand because he's this old vampire, and Louis searching for the meaning of what it's like to be yeah. a vampire. So he's got this. He's and and that's the thing with vampires. They have this trick where they can make you you know fall for them like the 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 girl in the the theater of the vampires in paris yeah. mm-hmm. who they kill oh, in front of that's everyone brutal that scene yeah. yeah and it's like you know she's like almost under this spell yeah. from them as if you know it's a like a romanticism of well that's what i got in that first that first time with uh like oh, she was well, she was a barmaid or i don't know who she was but she's sitting there with the two of them <coughs> excuse me and they basically start feeding on her and she's just like, it's all like very erotic and all that. And obviously feeding on her and like, she didn't seem too concerned about it. Mm. And I was like, okay, maybe they're, mm. yeah, like exactly right. I didn't realize until you'd kind of put yeah. it. There was one thing I wanted to ask uh, that they might cover in the book because obviously you've read it. We haven't. I haven't. Uh, do they have sexual urges at all? Do they cover that in the book at all? Like, Nah, I mean, again, it's like a, it's like this kind of, this love and there is kind of like a lustness, but it's not the same. It's, it's a weird. All it's just l- to feed. It's love, actually. Oh. <laughs> Where was the vampire oh. story? Don't ruin film. this for me, Al. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not. No, no. Just basically, two, okay. Just two vampires hanging out in 2003 England. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so so here's a prime minister vampire. And he's gonna... <laughs> God. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to try and just keep asking you questions, Timmy, but obviously there's, in a lot of films where it comes from a book 
to uh, you know to a, a motion picture. Yep. There's a hell of a lot of stuff that gets left out. Yeah. Everyone read the book going, oh, that was completely different in the book, and oh, they left this oh, out, and blah blah blah, <laughs> and bits and pieces. But then you get to the other end of the scale where, so I'll, I'll use like the Lord of the Rings films as a perfect example. So anyone that's read the book knows that there is just tons and tons and tons and tons of anyone, shit that is left out. Anyone yeah. who's made it through the books. Anyone who's made it through yeah. the books, yeah, knows uh-huh. that there is just tons of stuff that is left out of the film. Mm. But the whole point of leaving it out was. Do these sideline stories actually, you know, affect the film going on? Sure. So there's there's purposely stuff cut out because it's like every film would have gone for ten hours. Yeah. So there had yeah. to be stuff left on the floor. Is this the case? Because there seems like I think we've all touched on it that there seems like there's a bit missing from my, this movie. Yeah. Look, my gut feeling is similar to what I had. If you've if you've listened to I our bro episode, just thinking of this, of it would be good as a TV series, like a, a, series? Yeah. Okay. Like a Game yeah, of yeah. Thrones, or mm-hmm. I mean. It is going to happen now, apparently. Like, Anne Rice has got the rights back, so she's going to start from the vampire stat, I think, and do a series wow. based on that, which is, sounds awesome. But, um, yeah, look, there's a lot of stuff in there which I think helps explain a lot of... Like, I mean, for instance, they don't go straight from New Orleans to Paris. They go to Eastern Europe, Transylvania and stuff, and they encounter other vampires that are basically zombie-like vampires and so they're the, the opposite of what they are expecting and mm-hmm. all sort of stuff working so, class vampires yeah so it's it's, it's it's their search for other vampires <laughs> because they don't believe like this whole thing about Lestat knows everything and he's our guide they obviously think there's more to it than what Lestat's doing and all that sort of thing and yeah. that's why and it is I, I found it interesting being uh, through the American Revolution and independence, like, mm. you know, they talked about coming from the new world back to the old world a lot and yep. then returning to the new world. Like, mm. yeah. you know, American, we're now Americans and, you know, like that, that you feel like that would have driven them to mm. travel because, you know, America as a nation was only brand new. Yeah. And they could have easily been the only ones. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then, you know, it's like all the stuff around... uh, Like, there's obviously a lot of dialogue between Louis and Armand about the nature of the world and all this sort of stuff in terms Mm. of why they're about it. And he doesn't get the answers from Armand either. And it's like, well, uh, it's... Yeah, I I think that there is a lot of stuff that would help it, but I can see why they cut things out at the end of the day. Yeah. Mm And it's really hard too because obviously I know the backstory and all this other stuff, so it's hard for me to look at it. Like that's why I'm interested because it's hard for me to look at a film once I've read it to think about how it would be if mm. I didn't know this sort of stuff. Most of the time, I mean, I mean, most of the time when you read a book, it's way better than a movie anyway. Like there's yeah. very few out there where, like, Lord of the Rings is something that they did really well. Harry Potter and Goblet of Fire. <clears throat> Oh, one of them. I can't. I don't, I don't remember which one it was. There are a couple mm. that I. I reckon found, it was the last two. The... There are a couple I found the movies better than the books. Okay. The books were just like you were just you were struggling. Oh, that was, that was a tough <laughs> but stuff time. like Shutter Island, like they followed uh, Shutter Island really close to the book, and you know, so when you're watching it, it's almost like you're reading the book, yeah. I suppose. Mm-hmm. T- I really enjoyed the Martian. Yeah, the Martian adaptation, adaptation was good. Um, I thought the like stuff like the um, uh, what's it called? Um, two thousand one. Space very Odyssey different. was very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Shining was really different too, wasn't it? Yeah, and I f- yeah, Shining Shining was quite different. But uh, yeah, the 2001 Space Odyssey, like all that stuff at the end, you know, like in the movie, I would have been like, if I didn't know about this, I'd be like, what the hell's going on? So yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what? it's a weird balance. So what's the deal? So I'm just gonna what? pick. I'm gonna what's pick your deal? brain here <laughs> because you might be able to shed some light. Uh, I was confused about. There's a section where it's like uh, he's telling his uh, he's telling the guy who's interviewing him. Um, about you know stakes and it's like oh it's all rubbish and blah 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 and then he's like oh the coffins unfortunately is a necessity but what I'm more asking give us if you can a brief rundown on the like what happens to these vampires that it doesn't happen to in other universes like obviously they're affected by sunlight so the, so the garlic and the stakes they yep. talk about being complete rubbish okay so that's rubbish um, they're affected by, like they mentioned in the film, in Someone. terms of if you're drinking blood to make sure you stop just before they die. Because if you're yeah. drinking the blood of the dead, then that kills you. Okay. So it poisons you, so to speak. Okay. Sunlight is obviously a big one. Bad stuff. With what happened yeah. with Claudia and Madeline. God, that, was that was a brutal scene. Yeah, that, oh, was, that was harsh, yeah. yeah. And again, yeah, I mean, that's something that they added in because you don't... You don't Obviously, it's from Louis. The book is from Louis's point of view, so you don't actually see it or think of the detail of it in the book. He he just finds them later, so to speak. So, which is a good point because Mm. actually, 
the story is from Louis' perspective as mm. well, the film, yep. because it's he's being it's all in a flashback. Yep. So yeah. we really yeah, it's his memoir, so to speak. Seen mm-hmm. that scene, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, um, that's a fair point. So, do you know why they why do they have to sleep in the coffins? Do they cover that in a book? Like, well, the only thing I can think of is that if they're asleep, then they have to make sure that the sunlight's not going to get them. That's why they're in an enclosed case. That's how I would yeah, look at it. Yeah, it's kind of what with I don't know. I just thought they might have gone into more detail in the book or something, but. I, I think from know. like other vampire things, though, it seems to be one of those things where it's like vampires. Like we can live on a small amount of sleep, but vampires seem to need it. Mm. It's, like a, it's, it's, it's it's like a and revitalization. It's like, it's yeah. literally a dead sleep. Like it's a oh, okay. You're, you're basically well, they're dead anyway, so to speak. Mm. But mm. it's like a real dead sleep. So yeah. if you open the coffin, um, like for instance, when they're in Eastern Europe, you know they the they're watching these the townsfolk in the cemetery trying to find, because they know there are vampires, they're trying to find the graves and they pull pull this one up and open the lid and it's literally just before, it's just after, I'm trying to think when it was. Is this in the movie? No, but she's literally like this girl, I open up and she doesn't move, like she's not woken by people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, so yeah, I guess it's like you're right. I mean, it's like a recharge thing because mm. they'd they'd have a really hard time on all those ships. Like obviously they cover. It's like people. He, he kind of makes a joke about it. Obviously they're feeding, mm. but it's like oh, and people started dying of mysterious virus, and it's like you know all these people on a ship would get really suspicious that um, I don't reckon you know, they would because it's a plague, man. Like there's a plague, yeah, is... but they're only sleeping during the day, and yeah. like, you know so. Um, well, no, that's no, no, no. and that's why they pay everyone off. Do they? Yeah. How do, like? Because I'm curious how they got their money. Like they're so they steal well off. Yeah, that's what I figure. They yeah. kill the people. They steal the money. But like, so who are they paying off? So they're paying off like their landlords, their accountants, everyone to settle uh. their balances and make sure that you know. And they, they mentioned the movie yeah. how they go and get their like their clothes with people after hours that like, open specially for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're paying everyone off. Because right? I reckon, yeah, I took because I really that, enjoy all that information. In that scene where they're dressing Claudia, mm. the the tailor. It's like, oh, why do we have to do this mm. at this time of night? I can't see. There's not enough light. Yeah. Like yeah. they're not. They're just no, they don't in. know that they're vampires. Right. Like they're not. They're not letting in that they're vampires. But they're they're just paying them to for not the ask inconvenience questions. kind of thing. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, really funny scenes where Lestat's almost treating her like a, a puppy mm. and like you know weeing on the floor when she accidentally oh, well, he yeah. kills the, like the piano teacher. Yeah. Oh, she just comes, like slaps her on the hand and goes, "Not in the house." Pushes her. Pushes her. Who are we going to get to make your dress now? <laughs> the, the scene. The scene where. Lestat is dancing with uh, oh that's oh, banana yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, messed oh, up oh my with god yeah. it was like so horrific but it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it was so good it was such a like I can't think of a, another movie where I've seen Tom Cruise acting as flamboyant as he does in this you know like Tropic Thunder Tropic, <laughs> yeah, Thunder. Tropic Thunder I, I yeah. haven't seen it I, just, I hear bad things so I'm a bit nervous about yeah, watching it right. so. yeah, it's okay no, yeah, but crap. yeah, that's it. I'm just like, oh my god! Like this, this was just a role of Tom Cruise's. I've just never seen him like this before. So I really enjoyed it. I like, I totally dug it. Like you know, like you said last episode, you enjoy watching Cruise films, but and so do I. But this was just like, oh my god, he's out there. I really, really enjoyed him. And he seems like he's enjoying the role as well. Yeah, like, he, he's having. A it lot seems of like fun. he's having. Yeah, he's having a lot of fun just living it up, sort of thing. Going, this mm. is awesome. This is great. Yeah, and he's gotten a lot of praise from that kind of community about his portrayal of. Lestat as well. Yeah, because he yeah. was really frowned upon like when he was cast, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, well, it was like it would have been like a Heath Ledger type situation yeah, with the sure. Joker, you know what I mean? Like everyone would have been like, what? Top Gun yeah. guy? What? Maverick? Doing- <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And that's the kind of stuff he was known for. Yeah. Like mm. heartthrob yeah. roles. Exactly. Oh, well, look, this is... It's it's still a romance, really, this movie and, and the whole thing really isn't. It's still really up there as far as... It's a, it's a classic romance almost. Does this pass... This would have to pass the Bechdel test, wouldn't it? This movie. Yeah, because mm. when Claudia... That is her name, isn't it? Claudia yep. meets the, the other lady. Yeah. And she's like, you know, she's, she wants to she look after lines, something. She though. She's got like one. The other lady doesn't. She's got hardly any. Madeline, mm. yeah. And then the rest are like prostitutes. Pretty oh, much. Yeah. Mm. And all the, the female vampires in the... The theatre oh, yeah. as yeah. well. 
I'm they not sure. They're not talking right. to each other. Though. No, they don't no. have a lot of dialogue in the movie. Yeah, not sure. Um, I really liked that the there was a real sense of time passing. There, I noticed a real change in both Louis and Claudia, of like you know Louis when he was changed, you know was like I don't want to kill and and sort of by the time Claudia dies, he's re- like you can see him just like dropping off and just becoming yeah. this blank slate that you see mm. in in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, I really like that transition. As he finds out more, he sort of becomes less and less uh, Emotional. emotionally yeah. connected mm. to the, and he says that at one point. He's like I've I've he says something like I've I've let go of the last bit of me that was human or something. Mm. Which oh, was yeah. which was the whole issue with him because he was a vampire that was still acting like a human. Yeah. Mm. That, that's the bit where that's where he turns the that lady in the green dress to be Claudia's partner because mm. he oh, says that yeah. to her. She says, "What you've just seen isn't her dying, isn't it's, her? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, the, yeah. it's the last bit of my humanity right. dying. And, yeah, and yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, I would like to talk about the one thing I." did most definitely enjoy in this film were the effects. Mm. They were stunning. Mm. Like, just... I'm interested to hear this because yeah. I haven't read anything about it. So, so Stan Winston did it. The Stan, you know, Stan Winston's like big effects guy. He basically came up with what the Terminator looked like, what the Predator looked like. Uh, Stan Winston school did... Uh, Stan Winston effects did Jurassic Park oh, yeah. like the year before this. Wow. And so... Stan was, I was watching some interviews last night and Stan was really keen to take this job because it was a lot more subtle and it wasn't big dinosaur monster picture. You know, it was a lot more subtle stuff. And so... Does does that make it harder for him though? Because this is supposed to be... Building an animatronic T-Rex. There's a point where when you see a monster on the screen, you know it's sort of not real. You don't know how it's going to act. But when mm. it's actually two yeah, human no, beings exactly. interacting with no, each other... No, is, this is why I wanted to take yeah. it. Because it was a challenge. Because mm. it wasn't just like... Like there's a big... I, I listen to a, another show called uh, Creature Geek that's all about makeup effects, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and they talk a lot about... You know, people can make bloody gory monsters that and that impresses people but mm. actually really good solid technique comes from like a nose appliance you know yeah. like b- making making you believe something that you already know to be yeah, real so having it like flare its nostrils and yeah things like well, that just like even like just like bl- the blend of a really good like fake false nose appliance yeah. like they talk about uh, i was just listening to it yesterday which is why it's in my head they talk about uh, the film road to perdition with uh, Tom, Hanks Tom Hanks in it, yeah. and Tom Hanks has a nose, like That's a, right, does a false nose on the whole time. But it's so beautifully done mm. that you don't think about it, and that's and that's where effects are, are the at their best. Mm. Um, and this used this was in this wonderful time period where digital effects were getting a lot stronger, but practical effects were still heavily used. There was a really mm. nice mesh of the two mm. I do have a question about how they might have done one scene but keep going well so it's things like I I really really loved when Louis turned when Louis turned it's really subtle it's just these subtle like skin tone shifts and he sort of neatens himself up in his eyes the blood, his eyes, yeah. the blood comes off his teeth things like that like so that was so they that was a digital morph like they used you know digital tech to go between the two. They did the same thing with Claudia's change, although that was a lot more dramatic because she was dirty and, mm. and she went from flat straight hair, hair to curly and hair. And she went to that yeah. full yeah, curly hair. But it was things like I was reading they had, they couldn't just go from straight hair to that curly hair and, and flip the fader in between. Yeah. They had to like fully make all this like digital hair to curl, curl the existing hair up and just, you know, like... They did a decent job. Yeah, I like all like it's it's still really nice. It's just it, because it's not as subtle as the Louis turn. You know, mm. it was a, yeah. it was a bit more obvious, obviously, because it's not mm. as subtle. But um, and then obviously, what I feel is like the the pinnacle shot or the pinnacle sequence is the Lestat uh, throat cut mm. oh, sequence, oh, which so is so brutal. Yeah, but it's so beautifully done. Like it's 
you know, oh, it was it was fantastic. They yeah. had they had a uh, animatronic dummy, uh, and they had they sculpted four, I think, four different heads yeah. of Tom Cruise. So they started with like one that they took a life cast of Tom, and and then degenerated it back to you know emaciated. And they said they looked at like a lot of. Uh, like concentration camp victims yeah. and oh. you know like really nasty mm. emaciated yeah, yeah not just rotting Trying to get a bit of a not rotting like a reference but, kind yeah of thing. but like he was starving <laughs> like the the dead blood like you were talking about Timmy he mm. drank the the dead blood and that made him like super super sick and yeah. then Claudia comes along and slashes his throat oh. um there's a there's a clip online of um test footage so you know, they got one of the Stan Winston guys into the neck slash makeup and, you know, someone cuts his throat. Now, if you took off the 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 top and tail of that video that have Stan Winston school, you know, test footage yeah. and you like sold it as a viral video. It, like it, it looks legit. Like it's just, it's brutal. Like cool. if you didn't know that this was labeled as a test for interview with a vampire. It was you, just like, oh, far out, man. It's pretty it's crazy, like, isn't it? Yeah, it's brutal. And so then, but so they took those four different heads and then digitally morphed them because it's all one shot, right? Yeah. It's all mm-hmm. motion control far camera out. down to one shot. And it's just like, I, I rewound that shot. Yeah, I was going to say, I really, I really want to go back and watch that yeah. shot. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. It's just That's weird because beautiful. There's, there's two scenes in it that I actually think were as far as effects go, that were really bad. Mm. Um, so there's the bit where uh, Louis cracks it at Lestat just after they've killed the lady with the two dogs. Mm. And he like picks him up and like throws him against a tree. Oh, yeah. yeah. There was like some wire work and Hollywood hadn't, they'd, they'd started to get into all that, you know, Hong Kong film wire work stuff and do a bits and pieces, but they sort of still hadn't perfected it. That looked really shit. Yeah. Mm. Um, and there was the other scene where they meet the uh, guy that mimics Louis in Paris. Yeah. And he walks up the wall. Yeah. And it's obviously just a rolling thing that he's walking yeah, up. The, whole camera. the camera's, the camera's shaking. shaking. And I went, yeah. oh, that was kind of shit too. Yeah. But the brilliance of what you were just saying is that I didn't notice any of that of that stuff. Yeah. Like, I didn't notice that at all. I just really watched it and it just I accepted it. Whereas those two scenes were probably the only two effect scenes that I went, eh, it was kind of crap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but then I went, eh, it was 94. That was actually pretty good yeah. for 94. Yeah. I mean, when they set Lestat on fire and he crawls up and onto the ceiling, oh, yeah. like, oh man, just, just fall on. It, in speaking with the fire, everywhere that Louis goes, he sets <laughs> he fire sets to fire, it. Yeah. His original house, he sets it on fire. The yeah. one in uh, New Orleans, he sets it on fire. And then when he leaves Paris, he sets their place on fire. Yeah. Sorry, like, that was the other thing that kills vampires is fire. So it does. So how is Lestat still alive? Well, it, he obviously got out of it quick enough. That, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I was a bit unsure. The other thing with Lestat, and look, you know, it's again, it's something that you can't portray in this, but there's a lot more to Lestat that's in this book slash movie. Ah, like so there's a lot yeah, more to it. Because yeah. I had trouble. I had trouble towards the end. Yeah. Where like all of a sudden, he's in that house. Yeah. That that he was there like self-imposed isolation or something it's weird yeah know, he does that in the book but he's got like a he's got like a companion in the book yeah. whereas in this house and it's it's similar and I, it's it's weird like there's a time in vampires lives where they feel like they need to go into the ground and sleep for a while like it's the immortality is almost too much for a lot of them and they um but the thing with lestat is lestat's a very He's a very powerful vampire. So, yeah. um, but again, it's these kind of situations where, you know, everything that's happened to him, it's almost like he's in this lull where he doesn't want to go out and leave the house and he just wants to sit there. And he might do that for a number of years before the thirst gets him up again. Well, that's yeah. the thing that I was going to say. Like, the last time we see him is when Louis sets him on fire back mm. in the 1800s. Mm. And then the next time that we see him is when he's in that house. In the 80s. In the yeah. 80s. In the 80s. And like, so he's been sitting yeah. there for 100 years? Yeah, I couldn't work that out. But this is, what, write that down. this is why they, and, and again, why they um, decide to put Louis in that coffin and board him up because mm. they know that he's going to stay alive. Oh, that'd be so brutal. But he'll, he'll lose all his strength and everything, but he'll still be... Okay, so, that, that, so if they don't uh, feed on mortals, as they call them... Mm. They don't die; they just lose all their strength. Yeah, basically, and and eventually the thirst 
pretty much gives them the strength to wake up and cool and, and get out of it. That'd basically. be brutal, wouldn't it? Eternity in a coffin, mm. <laughs> upside down, upside oh, just for good measure. But there's just a sake. yeah, and we're gonna stick you upside down. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's a point in there in a vampire's life, so to speak, where they most likely will go into the ground or whatever to to have that long sleep. It's crazy. Whatever. It is. It's a weird... Like, a, I mean, the thing, you know, in terms of this movie, like, I think... I do think there are sandwich moments in this movie. But, you know, I'm in love with it because of everything I've read about it and the books that I've read, and I love the universe. Like, it's kind of what you say, Al, about Marvel in terms of how, you know, they link things in the universe through different films that aren't necessarily immediately connected. Yeah. yeah. Or or necessary for you. Like, we watched it fine. Mm. Yeah. Like, I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything. Yeah. But if you do know, correct, then that's cool. Like, and like, and that's maybe yeah, something that this yeah. film doesn't do great, yeah. right. so to speak. Maybe, you know, it doesn't it doesn't give the watcher who has no idea, and, and I guess that's difficult as well, but it doesn't give the watcher a full idea. But the good thing about the novels is, I mean, that's the same sort of thing. It's also interlinked and... Certain characters have met with other characters hundreds of years before or yeah. whatever, and there's all this incestuous relationships throughout yeah. the vampire world that makes them all connected, and and it goes back into ancient Egypt and all sorts of stuff. So it's, a, yeah. I mean, it, the world that Anne Rice has created is really fascinating for me, and it was an interesting to see how they were going to adapt that to a film, mm. and. And Anne Rice likes this film. Like, yep, yep. She was on board, like, mm. which is interesting. She was a producer, I think, on the yeah, film. Cause yeah, because if we're sitting here going, oh, they missed a lot out and mm. like it feels like you'd be a bit dirty. But it, it but still again, comes uh, back to that thing we were saying earlier about like, man, if you're going to put everything in there, the movie's going to be 10 hours long. Yeah, yeah, it was already, you know, over two. Yeah. And, and it was I mean, she was happy with the betrayal of how it was. Yeah. I mean, you know, and... and, uh, and I think it's been done well as, at, at the same time. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's sure there's plenty of stuff that could be in there to make it clearer, yeah. I suppose. It seems like, though, that it's one of those movies where it's done well enough that you, if you haven't read the book, mm. you're still able to follow what's going yeah. on. And it's still, a, it's still a good story. It was and obviously f- a very good story. Yeah. This movie did very well. And, yeah. from a, and, and that's the thing. From a vampire story point of view, it's been rated as one of the best of the vampire movies that have been made. Yeah, yeah I'd probably put it up there. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I was a big fan of the fang design. Did anyone mm-hmm. notice that? They had not just the canines, but like the teeth either side. Yeah, they look like a little piranha. Like they or kind something. of had three, <laughs> mm. three fangs. It was really. It's just this like subtle little. You know, there, I felt there were a couple of moments where when Tom Cruise was speaking, it was like he was at Halloween with teeth in his mouth. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 the, the other thing was um, that. So his teeth were still his, and they just put like they hadn't put a complete no, sort of down because he still had his he still had his classic Tom Cruise middle tooth middle uh, tooth that's yeah, like yeah. one that one big tooth like he's got one single chomper sort of thing you know <laughs> good no chomper here yeah yeah and it's that that whole point of that Tom Cruise career is like pre teeth after teeth you know there's <laughs> that that point I don't know where that point was but this was obviously before it yeah yeah but um what I was going to say also was this was the the Big Hollywood decided that uh, Brad Pitt was going to be a, a huge star, and this was the first massive film he did. He'd done a few, like he was, you know, the extra guy in Thelma and Louise, and that's when all the girls went, Ooh, really? "Who's that guy?" Mm. And then oh, he I've did. Nearly, um, I've nearly picked that film a couple of times. Yeah, and then uh, he he did uh, a River Runs Through It, which was a fantastic film, and. There was another yes. one as well. There's another. Oh, he's done a heap. He did a heap of like real little ones, like uh, Johnny Swade. Yeah, little and bits and pieces. Cool World. Oh, there was one huh. that he did just before this. See cool um, World. Cool World was like nah. it was like a noir. Uh, Who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, yeah, oh, really? it, was, it was pretty cool. He's like a detective, but they're all these like cartoon. Um, and so, if you look through IMDb and you can see Brad Pitt's career, and it was like TV, 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 Thelma and Louise, TV, movie, TV, movie, TV, movie. Then it was like <laughs> interview with a vampire. Interview with a vampire, and then it, and then it was just like explosion of fantastic films yeah, of like right. Twelve Monkeys, Seven, you know, all these things. And it was like, okay, this oh, was yeah, the Twelve Monkeys. The I can't remember the movie before. It wasn't a river runs through it. It was the other real soppy romantic film that he did after that. It was oh, him and a God. brother. They went to war, and it was the. Oh, um, seven years in Tibet. No, no. Set in World War One or World War Two, and 
he's in love with this girl and the, but the brother marries him and then the brother goes off to they go both go off to war and the brother doesn't come back and oh I can't remember it what sounds it was. like Pearl Harbor that <laughs> <laughs> was actually it was, a re- it was actually a very good film I can't remember what it's called though. anyway that was like the first point where Brad Pitt was like everyone goes oh this guy's really good and then he did this and then it was just like mm. yeah it was and the rest is history yeah um, with Brad, with Brad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, look I, I didn't like Antonio Banderas no no me neither I thought he was really miscast Th- that was actually a really big sandwich moment for me yeah. when when and that whole that whole story actually kind of bothered me to be honest it just I didn't really understand what was going on maybe I wasn't paying it's enough like attention said, but it just felt too over the top theatrical mm. like he was like oh I'm a vampire I am a, yeah. <laughs> I'm a very old vampire yeah yeah I agree yeah. he looked a little I, bit too much like um, <laughs> remember when the Simpsons did the Bram Stoker's Dracula yeah, and Mr. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he looked a little bit too much like Mr. Burns as a vampire and I, re- I reckon you're right Timmy in saying that like yeah, he it was probably Banderas that ruined that for me it wasn't the actual story the story was still you know doing its thing but yeah no, I didn't like like it. he wasn't I, I just didn't find he was I, I felt he was more of a parody yeah. It felt hair, like a real man. parody of the, of the vampire than anything else. Weird as like everyone's got like amazing hair in this, yeah. and then Banderas has just got this rug on his head. You know, like yeah. oh, it looked bad. Yeah. I don't know if it was um, real. I hope it wasn't. His so, did you hair. read the book before you saw the film? Or yeah. The way yep. Okay. Yep. So, are the characters in the movie portraying the characters out of the book well? Are uh, they what you expect? Well, look, I'd say. I mean, I knew that that. Brad Pitt and all right. So you had to Tom like, Cruise were in this. So film. When you were I just didn't know who they played though. Oh, okay. So I tried to lock it out. I th- yeah, I didn't think Brad. I thought Brad Pitt was okay. Mm. I mean, I wasn't. There's a great scene at the end where uh, they're in Christian Slater's car and Tom Cruise comes out and like you know does the thing. And he's you know pulls the uh, the the cuffs out of his sleeve oh, and stuff yeah. and starts driving. He's listening to the tape and he's like, "Oh, Louis, yeah. still whining." <laughs> yeah, and I went, "Oh yeah, he has been. He's really should have just been whining through the whole film." And uh, look, I thought Tom Cruise was excellent. He's yeah, great. He's yeah. Um, he's, yeah, he's awesome. I yeah, as I said, I didn't like Antonio Banderas. I mean, Armand, yeah. I think is supposed to be maybe a seventeen. 18 year old kid like I don't think he's he's not supposed to be super old looking like (laughs) and I just didn't believe his aura so to speak Um, I thought Claudia I I mean again because the age difference it was a bit hard but I thought she was brilliant so good Um, and that's yeah essentially I don't I mean the other characters are there but they're not I mean they're the prominent ones but Mm. I thought they I mean I thought they did okay yeah I mean I found I found something amazing last night at Far Too Late, like you, Brad. I found a clip from the MTV Movie Awards from 1994, or maybe 95. It it parodies the uh, Louis and Christian You'll have to put it on our Facebook. I'll I'll put it up, yeah. yeah. The Louis and Christian Slater interview scene. Yep. But it's... uh, 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 Oh my god! Sorry, Adam West. Oh, awesome! <laughs> As Louis, oh, no. awesome. And the bloke—I've forgotten his name. George something. The bloke who plays the Riddler, as as Christian Slater. Oh, oh yeah. As Batman and the Riddler. No, they're oh, like okay. he's like I'm a vampire, bit. but he's playing. But they're playing it like Batman and the Riddler. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's spectacular. Awesome. I'll, put, I'll post it up. Yeah, That's do so. so. Is Adam West like properly hamming it up? Yeah, he's yeah. he's oh, yeah. he's Adam. He's sixty six Batmaning it. Excellent. Awesome. Great. Excellent. Brilliant. Really good. All right. Well, 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 I think it's before we get on to ratings. Well, I think it's time for well, it's my favorite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Have you got you got that on a script in front of you? You're like, well, no, it's every, my favorite. Yeah, I, know, I think it's the same <laughs> every week. It? So. Um, it's beautiful. Don't so get me wrong. It, so it's it, well, it's now time for podcasting, podcasting a wider net. net. Thanks, boys. I nearly said history. Oh, I, no. I, did, I did too. Oh, man. I didn't want to say anything because I say something after every time we do an intro. And I'm like, this time I'm not going to say anything. And then I'm like, Ugh. anyway. You, you know what? I'm watching you both. You both nearly said it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll try and throw them off next yeah, time. Okay. Oh, man. History. Uh, okay, so standard. I've got two. Nice. Uh, the first one is called Who Spiked the Puns? Oh, yeah. And... <laughs> To be honest, to be honest, it sounds like us. Like okay. <laughs> it's oh, like really? three Aussie dudes. Uh, as beers involved, uh, they get penalties for bad puns and oh. praised for good puns. Awesome. Um, but they take 
two films and kind of mash them together. So the episode I listened to was called Interview with the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> where they looked at Interview with the Vampire and 1992's uh, Buffy the Vampire Buffy, Slayer. Yeah, with, cool. Um, Kirsty Swanson. Yeah, uh, yeah, different Buffy. Luke Perry, mm-hmm. Donald Sutherland. Luke Perry. And Rutger Hauger. Yeah, R- yeah. Rutger Hauer. Hauer, thank you. Uh, who they originally wanted for Lestat, I think. I can't remember. He's one of sure. the... Anyway, uh, he plays like the, the big vampire in Buffy the Vampire. So, gee, that's pretty funny. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was pretty good. You know, like, you know, it's a bit egotistical to say it sounded like us and it was pretty good, but... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But hey, sure, no, no. so goes the show. Um, now, the other one, interesting. The other one is interesting. It's called uh, Interview with a Podcast Vampire. Now, they haven't got an episode on... Interview with a vampire yet. Now, just steady on. I know <laughs> I know that's not how this segment normally runs. But this this podcast is a retrospective look at the filmography of Tom Cruise. Okay. Oh, okay. So they've done you know, they did they've done all his early stuff. Uh and the last one they did I didn't write down. Why didn't I write that down? It's before they're not up the ba- Oh no, the last one. That's why I was talking about it in the last episode. The last one, maybe cut that out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> what are you doing? The last episode they've done is The Colour of Money. Okay. So that's uh, where they're up to in that timeline. So they've got plenty to go. So they've got plenty yeah. to go. Just material keep, for years. Yeah. Keep so they So they're yeah. getting close to Interview with the Vampire, but they haven't got there yet. So they've right. done everything up you until... You know what's next? The Colour of Money. After the Colour of Money. Top Gun. Top Gun. No, they've Ooh. got... There is a Top Gun episode. Yeah, so oh, not going in order? Maybe they're, they're, maybe they're skipping yeah, a few or something. Color Money was before Top Gun. Maybe it's not in order. It was like it was, it the was same like, year though. Well, same so year, but it was like Top uh, Color Money was like January and yeah. Top Gun was like Could it not be in order? Possibly. Perhaps it's not in order. No, nah, because they're all old films. They're all like hmm. Risky Business and... Oh, risky Business. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Outsiders. Righto. Outsiders. Outside. Yep. Outsiders in there. So, yeah, uh, so we've got Who Spiked the Puns and Interview with a Podcast Vampire, if you really, really <laughs> dig your Tom Cruise. Very good. Sure. Thank you. Right. Great how, segment. How do we reckon this film, uh, going back on our history, or not our history, but the history of, uh, of vampire films, do you, do you reckon this stacks up pretty good? Yeah, I mean... I, I reckon it does. Oh, look, I, don't, I haven't watched heaps mm. of vampire films. I there, mean, there I are think so I've many seen... variations, though. My, possibly my favourite vampire film would be Lost Boys. Dust Till Dawn. Lost Ooh. Boys. I'm, I'm, it's odd, to be honest, that we haven't brought up Lost Boys in mm. this episode because, mm. yeah, that was around, that's around the same time. Maybe a bit later. No. Oh, no, earlier. Because no, then it was you've got Blade. Yeah, the yeah. Blade trilogy. you got like the whole Blade, Blade thing. Yeah. That was that got, I feel like I got just... I know we're, we're moving on with the show, but just dipping back, I feel like... There's a scene in almost every vampire film where they say, oh, well, vampires in history, you know, we're not what people think we are. We don't, we're not affected by crosses yeah. or we're not affected by this or we are affected by this, you know, mm. and mm. people kind of pick. Yeah, they pick and choose what they want to yeah. have in their universe. Yeah, like some yeah. don't dig garlic or holy, like holy water's big in um, From Dust Till Dawn. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, from Dust Till Dawn pretty much picks everything they can to be able to kill a vampire. <laughs> Dust Till Dawn is amazing. That is so crazy. Yeah, but awesome. even then, they have that conversation. They're like, all right, what do we know what about do we vampires? Know? Yeah. 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 And that's it. And it's like, until 10 minutes ago, I didn't even believe they existed. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, it's, and nice. look, it's always one of those things where I suppose you do, uh, because it's a, well, as far as I know, they, you know, they're not a real thing. So you do have this luxury with being able to make stuff up. Yeah, mm. because well, what proof have you got that that doesn't work? Yeah, you know. So you know what we haven't talked about yet? Yeah. What we do in the shadows? Oh, what we do? Boy, seen that? No. Oh, is it, this has got to be another movie from like wanna... the early sixties nah, or something. Nah, nah, nah. I don't want to be that like... guy, but you got to see what we do in the shadows. It's from about four, maybe five years ago. It's okay. the guy. It's the flight of the oh, Concord even. guys. Yeah. Oh, oh. So, oh. Okay, I'm interested. Uh, I know. Suddenly, oh, you've recommended this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's about to direct Thor? Well, he's 
directing oh, Thor okay, Ragnarok. Cool. Yeah. He did Hunt for the Wind. Uh, Hunt, Hunt for the, the Wilder People. people. Yeah. Hunt yeah. for the Wilder People is Brilliant. fantastic. Um, Such a good one. Great. Eagle versus Shark. Yeah, that was good. So hang on, yeah. he's in Hunt for the Wilder People. He's the the crazy Reverend guy. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Some yeah. people like your chips. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Burger rings. Burger. Awesome. And he's also the uh, the very camp vampire in yeah. In, uh, so what, what we, we do in the shadows, shadows is like it's kind of like a doco on these vampires that live in that flat share in Wellington, <laughs> <laughs> and they're all like different you know ages. Like ones, uh, Jermaine Clement plays Vlad the Impaler, and he's like super old and just like methodical about awesome. his killing. <laughs> and the other guys like you haven't done the dishes yet, man, and it's amazing. All right, I'm Reece Darby's a werewolf. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And well, they're not swear wolves. Yeah, werewolves. They don't swear. <laughs> they're werewolves, not swear wolves. And they, they keep this other vampire in, in the uh, in the basement. And he's like the classic old black yeah, and like white. He's like Nosferatu. Nosferatu. <laughs> Steven. <laughs> Steven. All right, no more. I'll go watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. it's good. So uh, Sorry to hijack your thing. There. Sorry. It's all right. I reckon we should get into ratings. Ratings. Timmy. Yeah, uh, first your your pick. Yeah, look, I, as I said throughout this whole thing, I'm pretty biased with this one. So I reckon I'd, I'd watch this... Well, know. see now, are you are you rating like the whole universe, yeah, see, including the books, or are now. you just rating the the movie? Okay, oh right, I'm just gonna do the movie. Just, then. just the movie, do man. the movie. Just the yeah. movie. So I'd give the movie an 85. Nice. Okay. Yeah, it's nice. Fairly up there. Nice. I think it, I think it's got a bit of improvement needed, but I think it's I think it's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I really like it. Uh, Go out. Everyone's looking at me, so yeah. I'm a, I'm a lot lower. I'm under the 50s. I'm about 45. Mm. And I'm talking like like it was great. I particularly enjoyed the effects, as I blabbered on about before. Uh, but up up against you know we're talking about the Sandema scale here, so up against Bill and Ted, yeah, nah, half as good. It's forty five for me. Okay, Brad, okay, eighty five. Well, you enjoyed it. Yeah, I yeah, I really. watched this movie a lot of times, and it's, oh, that's right, you it, said that. Yeah, it's I I think it's good. I like it. Oh, I nice. like it a lot. I I think Tom Cruise is really good, and I think Brad Pitt's okay in it. And um and Kirsten Dunst is just oh, as I said before, is just mm. the highlight of this film. She's amazing yeah. in this. Mm. Yeah. Um yeah, like I, I think I'm a bit the same. Like you know, it's not as good as Bill and Ted's, but uh, first time it was a first time viewing for me. So I don't know oh, nice. who'd seen it, but um, cool. I watched it the other night, and yeah, you know, like I wasn't shying away from it, and I'd probably give it a solid fifty. I'll, I'll just give it a flat fifty percent. Nice. It was good. Yeah, like I did enjoy it. So. Nice. Very good. Cool. Anyone sandwiches? I'm, I'm a no. Yeah, probably. Uh, maybe, maybe yeah. one. Yeah. Maybe, maybe no, one. I'm maybe pretty good. At There's some happy. slow bits, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It but it's that kind of it's a slow burn kind of film. It is, you know. So you can't. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> we didn't even mention Christian Slater in this movie. No, we didn't. And he was supposed to be. It was supposed to be River Phoenix. Uh, something happened they, to him though, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. And yeah. then, and then, like it was literally going to be River Phoenix, and then he died. Mm-hmm. Uh. And so Christian Slater came on board and donated his salary to River Phoenix Charities. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. so that's nice. Good um, on I suppose realistically it could have been anyone. That's really not an important character. It's really, not massive, it? yeah. Well, it's a, the linchpin of the story, but it could have been anyone. Yeah, it's not, yeah. you know, doesn't need to be a fantastic role. No. Well, we've got a very important something or other to take care of now. Uh, yeah, how do you get to... in contact with us? Yeah. Oh, we yes. do that. We'll oh. do that. So... Send us film at gmail.com. Send us an email, guys. Send it to us. We're eager. Not desperate, we're just eager. We're, we're <laughs> curious to know. Uh, your we're, on, we're on uh, Instagram, we're on Facebook, SoundCloud, um, we're on Android there. We're also. L is added, just We're in the Twitterverse. It. I was really hoping after the last episode where we really pushed it that we'd get more. You were kind of hoping that we'd all join Twitter yeah, and then. None follow. of you blokes join Twitter. You no. <laughs> I just can't do it. Just, just all I wanted I'm was not one, even going to do it for the good of the podcast. One, I just can't. one shout out, Nick. <laughs> hey guys, love your show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag Tim Oldfield. <laughs> Tim Oldfield's best, yeah. <laughs> the real Tim Oldfield. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, anyway, we're at SDFS Pod. Get on it! Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, get on it because I'm sure Al, who's at the steering wheel, has got pl- much witty banter going on. Oh, so much banter! So it's probably a really entertaining account to follow. It's a so, little yeah. bit of me pleading with other podcasts to interact with me. <laughs> <laughs> we're that guy. Yeah, we're that guy. Sorry. No. Oh, so when I'm, when I'm on the road, and every now and then we get a driver, you know, say, "Hey, I'm, you know, I'm working live entertainment." They're like, "Oh, yeah." 
this is my band, man. I'm playing it now. Yeah, yeah, if you like it, yeah, yeah. Can you take it to someone? I'm like, dude, like, I'm a tech. You know, like, what am I going to do with it? You know, I'll put it in the bin. So, <laughs> now that's when, that's when you go, sure thing, kiddo. Sure, mate. <laughs> I'll pass this on to someone very important. So, well, let's oh, let's excited. get on to the next bit. Al's been tossing and turning over this. I you have, can... and I still am. Now, given the conversation we just had, I've made my decision. I was going to pick. Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind because oh. I love that film and I mm. probably still will pick it in the future because mm. um, I'm I'm mad for early Spielberg. However, given that it didn't come up and I've been biting my tongue to not talk about it, we went from a Tom Cruise double. We're going to go a vampire double. Oh. What? Oh, I love this uh, Please degrees of separation. This better man. not be Twilight. We're going to do the old Twilight. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's not what we do in the shadows. Uh I can't even remember what year it's from. It's a Swedish film. So Whoa. it's our first subtitled film. Yeah, I know this one. And we're going to watch a film called Let the Right One In. Yep. And it was remade. Now, it was remade for an American audience called, and they called it Let Me In. Um, but the Swedish version is spectacular. Right, so we're, so gonna, we're doing the Swedish, Swedish version. You know, I've had this on my to watch list because I haven't seen it. Yeah. I've had it on my to watch list for for ages but I've never been in a reading subtitles mood so this is put. This has to put me in the mood now like I've got to do it I have to do it now awesome so let the right one in uh, cool you'll hopefully you'll understand why I thought this was over dramatic and oh we're vampires and <laughs> <laughs> it's with the accent <laughs> no awesome so yep Next let, episode, let, let the right the one. That's in. two, two vampire films. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Oh, Timmy, you win. Oh man, <laughs> well done. Ah, oh. oh, very good. All right, well, um, that's going to be sweet. Next week, or not next week, but next episode. <laughs> Ed- edit that out. <laughs> well, great. So uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, get into that uh, next uh, episode. That's one. Oh, cool. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Sorry. Tell your friends. Yep. Please. All of them. Yeah, no, let's um let's get this going. Beautiful. <laughs>